Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, this is the COB and I'm Danny Akuye with... Juliette Sarley. Good afternoon and a pretty good uh, day coming through. I think we should see, you've probably got the ASX, but we should see it above 7,000 on the close. Look, it is above 7,000 at the moment. ASX 200 up just over 17 points or a quarter of a percent at 7,012 points. Ooh, break yes. open the champagne. Indeed. And four-tenths of 1% gain there on the SIBO 200 index, of course, as we're heading into the match-off today. Um, but there was quite a few themes around today, wasn't there? Because we had that China data, we had the oil slump and uh, zero, zero. Yeah, ex- exactly. I love zero, zero, not zero to hero. Mm. And uh, just seeing how that share price closed, look, it's down 13%. Ooh. So $15, that's a really big hit. Yes. Off the back of those results, they weren't on first glance, on first blush, they mm. weren't too bad. But it, it's the guidance, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, guidance. And also, I think they're having uh, the subscriber growth over in the UK is weaker than expected. Uh, I think Canada was also weaker than expected. So really quite challenging to grow a company's offshore businesses mm. at a time when interest rates are going up, lots of competition. And clearly, it's on a very, very big multiple. So it needs to justify those earnings. So yeah. unfortunately, Zero didn't go to hero today. No, no, not today. <laughs> and once again, some concerns about China. We were waiting for the CPI and PPI, and we did see a decrease in the, the core price index. But of course, the factory inflation, so the PPI, remaining in that deflationary territory mm. for a 13th month in a row. So just giving us more concerns about the strength of the overall global economy when you do have the world's second largest economy with those deflationary pressures. And talking about big economies, we're looking ahead to the biggest and Jay Powell speaking. Yeah, uh, Powell is poised, but do we know what he's poised to say? I guess that's what <laughs> we're all going to be looking for. To we're see. poised maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, poised to see whether or not he comes out with a hawkish tone or not. Clearly markets continue to remain on edge about what central banks are going to do. So bond markets, particularly over in the US, mm. I mean that 10 year yield, last time I checked it was back down to four and a half percent. So yeah, how's your seen- inverter going that you always show us how we... With What's, the inversion of the US 2s and 10s. Okay, so the US 10-year is actually 4 spot 4.8. Where we look, look at the 2-year is 5.42. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I must admit, I haven't focused on, uh, on, on the inversion so much, but it's certainly looking that way at the moment, which, of course, is always a harbinger of potential economic slowdown. Mm. But maybe we should check in with a couple of sectors and see how they traded today. 
and uh, we should have the energy, energy stocks yeah. coming up. They were a little bit mixed when I last uh, looked. So there we go. Woodside off by one and a half percent, but Viva and Ampol were positive. So really not too bad given the fact we've seen such great weakness in the oil, the oil price. price. Yeah. Looking at tech, I mean, we mentioned zero there and that's certainly the laggard in that space. But having a look at some of the other players, WiseTech there down by two percent. Block was actually higher along with Technology One and Alt up by a third of one percent. And let's have a look at the financials and see how they were tracking because NAB uh, mm. reported today and although we haven't been discussing that till the cows come home, um, <laughs> hopefully we have the banks coming up uh, any times. Yes. All right. No right. banks. Okay. I'll I tell you a- I've got my iris open here. The banks were uh, mixed actually. CBA up 1.5%, ANZ up 1%, Westpac down 2%, it traded ex-div and NAB was off 7 tenths of 1% and of course Danny NAB was one of our top corporate stories as well. Um, a more challenging environment ahead they really pointed to there. Uh, Orica, another fo- stock in focus today. Yeah, Orica actually I was checking, uh, that was actually trading up off the back of their results uh, as we can see up 28 percent um, and uh, I must admit I haven't caught across that one zero we've been talking about and it looks as uh, though uh, zip which also is looking to improve its cash flows and move to profitability in 2024 market obviously putting a little bit of a thumbs down to that one mm. but let's move on to the stock of the day which of course was zero and uh, on the call we had a Grady Wolf from Bell Direct and Howard Coleman from Team Invest Well, as for zero to hold at this level because the company is a very strong company. They do have a high growth outlook in the US market and they're really aggressively attacking that over the coming years and they have said that today in the report. So we like that outlook for the US and the growth opportunity there but at this level given it was an earnings miss, naturally the market was uh, punishing it today. Um, this whole concept of free money which enabled absurd non-businesses that don't make profits to have market caps that were in the stratosphere, that's come to an end. And effectively, Zero is certainly a better company than those two companies, but to be at a market cap of somewhere around 17 billion or 16 billion yeah. now after the drop today is still crazy. So no, we, we Team Invest members would look at this and say it makes no sense. All right, makes no sense. Well, let's get his thoughts. Fraser McLeod from Shoreham Partners. Welcome to the COB. Your thoughts on that big slump that we saw coming through from zero and whether or not it is a zero or a hero. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, cheers for having me on. Uh, look, um, zero, uh, very poor day for zero, but um, uh, it, everyone who loves, uh, who uh, uses zero, loves zero in, in Australia anyway. Um, and um, obviously, you know, they are trying to go overseas. Um, they are trying to go quite aggressively. Um, I think what we need to reflect on is that so zero as a platform is an accounting software platform for sole traders and, and very small businesses. So even if you're a, a large, medium-sized business, you're probably not using zero. What is coming through is is maybe a reflection on the level of bankruptcies with, with between uh, for small businesses that are coming through and uh, and 
that from the, the result today we can interpret. Um, the, the average revenue per user was still growing by about 6% when the market was really looking for maybe 9 or 10. And that's really why there was disappointment. So it's more against um, expectations. Are, are things really that bad at zero? Probably not. Um, they're, 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 uh, there's maybe a bit of sucking and blowing for the, the US strategy, you know, trying to save on costs, but, uh, but still go for, for huge growth. And it's, um, it, it's, it, you, you can't look at the stock and, and think purely it was um, it was trading on such a high price because rates were low. Um, obviously, that does have an impact on valuation, but it's it's trading on about eight times forward sales, and it's probably if you compare it on peers, then it's trading on say about twenty percent uh, revenue or twenty percent growth, compounding growth effectively. Um, it's probably worth an awful lot more into the future. It, it, I think you can, you would say that it would trade on a higher price in the future. Um, as to when that would happen, where well, you're really looking for a, for a turnaround, I, I think that for for a stock today, I think that would would I be pickling that idea? Yeah, probably so. So um, would I be buying the stock today? Certainly not. Um, would I wish to hold it in the future? Yeah, I would, but um, but but maybe not quite yet. So um, I think market just had uh, had big expectations beforehand. Uh, market's disappointed, and um, and market in no mood at all to be able to, to put up with even the you know the a, a, a small uh, challenge around growth that um, that was was um, that translate translates into uh, into you know everyone running for the door. So yeah. maybe a bit unfair. Um, I'd pick that idea. Fraser, just um, before we get on to Car Group, um, seems to me they've got a really challenging um, macro backdrop for the expansion at the moment. It's, it's, it's hard for Aussie companies to expand at the best of times. Um, there literally is a graveyard yeah. of Aussie companies that have tried, but um, not that the, the product is bad or anything like that, but you just hit the nail on the head with those bankruptcies in the SMEs and you do have that, you know, those tailwinds. That just as a casual observer, I'd say, might be something that could hold the stock back. Uh, yes, I, look, I, I think you're right. It's um, it's a it's a it's a difficult environment. I, I, so what we would look at is what are we seeing through? So zeros on the front lot front line, and what are we seeing from that result? Not just in in zeros business, but um, but um, you know, zero is is a, a platform that caters for these very small. Um, a two medium-sized um, enterprises um, that uh, you know zero was seen as being the the, the, the cost-saving solution. It you know, was promoted that you know it's going to be able to to provide you with more hours that you can then spend on your business and generate more revenue, and that's that's the case. But well, why are they not taking up more? Why why is there not a higher revenue per user? And so um, what does seem to be coming in is um is a truly a bit of pressure especially in the UK um, and to, to some extent in the US as well. Australia still seems to be surviving um, as a growth engine for, for zero, but, um, but uh, you know, countries like the UK really starting to suffer. All right, we just showed the car sales, <coughs> excuse me, share price, a little bit ahead of the game, but just talk us through your thoughts there. It's changed its name, excuse me, it's now Car Group. Mm. Um, look, uh, hard to be able to, uh, if we, 
if you're if you're buying or selling or, or valuing, um, <laughs> uh, if you're buying or selling or or valuing a car, um, this is the only the business to use in Australia. They're they're, they're so far out in front, and uh, and in many other countries as well. Very strong chart. There's nothing that's uh, that's bumping that chart um, um, over the past uh, year. You know, it's had a tremendous run over the over the past twelve months. Um, they've got this um, uh, trader interactive. Um, segment business, um, which is more uh, de- de- um, geared towards dealers, and um, uh, they've added sixty-seven dealers, I think, um, who are using the the the, um, the trader interactive business. That was just between September and October. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's certainly that car is uh, is firing on all cylinders. Um, uh, very strong. Um, you look, it's it's probably I think what today is maybe trading twenty-nine. Um, you know, it's um it's probably another ten percent in it. So. Um, as a as a techie style um, business uh, that is um, you know an Australian story, um, uh, one to, to to be still holding on to. You can still play the momentum in it, and um, it, it's hard to um, it's it's hard to say that that uh, that situation would, would change anytime soon. So, uh, if you are, um, it, it it does trade on about twenty one times forward um, enterprise value against the EBITDA, but um, uh, that that's not. You can find other businesses that are that are trading on, on more expensive valuations than that. So it's um, it's um, uh, it's continues as as is and um, right. and motoring along. I love it, motoring, motoring. along. Let's go to <laughs> South Thirty Two, which of course is suffering from the travails of weaker metal prices, weaker sort of commodity prices. But uh, I like mm. your thing, South Thirty Two. Pickle it, growth is coming. The question is when? When Fraser? <laughs> Yeah, we've all been waiting a while for South Thirty Two. Uh, you know, so it, uh, whilst you would maybe pickle the idea of um, of getting into to zero, um, you you would pickle the thought as of selling um, uh, selling um, South Thirty Two. So it, look, it's 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 been pretty mixed um, so far on, on South Thirty Two. There are quite a few negatives. The, the negatives really obviously are that um, for the commodities. So South Thirty Two is. Uh, aluminium, alumina, um, uh, copper, silver, um, coals, um, nickel, lead. The 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 theory is that um, South Thirty Two really should be the, the one of the main beneficiaries of decarbonisation, um, uh, but that isn't truly um, washing through um, in the South Thirty Two share price. And uh, and why is that? Well, a lot of these commodities are actually trading on, on much much lower prices. Part of the challenge with that is uh, you know inventories. Um, even if inventories are, are, are high or low, the, the cost of carrying these inventories is, um, is significantly higher for traders or for South 32. And, um, and that's down to interest rates um, um, a, a lot higher now than they were, say, 18 months ago. Um, uh, the, it's, it's, um, it, the stock should be worth an awful lot more. And, uh, and I think if you're holding it within your portfolio, you, you've got to continue to, to hold on to it. Um, but uh, yeah, Charlie's a bit ugly. And uh, it has a bit of a pop today, which is nice to see. But um, um, yeah, one to certainly uh, pickle if it is within your portfolio. Okay. Uh, let's not uh, let's not touch it. Fantastic, Fraser. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Good old pleasure. Thank you. Good afternoon. All right, Fraser McLeod from Shore and Partners. Let's have a quick look at the leaders and laggards as we round out the session. The market has closed now, so looking at those market leaders of the day. Imogene again. Oh, I know, <laughs> like this thing is now on a complete and utter tear. And uh, NRW Holdings, Core Lithium, South 32, all up around 
the 3% level. And of course, we were just discussing, weren't we? South 32. Yeah, and Orica, it rose to a three-week high after a profit surge, so up 2.8% on the close. Uh, Looking at the laggards as well, so the stocks that went down during the session, zero we've been talking about. And, you know, it really was, Danny, is focused in on this um, sector in in tech as well. So Brainship dragged down. Helios was an interesting one because it got a broker downgrade. I don't want to say, but I think it might have been Corey, but we'll have to check on that. Um, Basically concerned about some of the other healthcare companies and Medicare data is not showing sort of positivity for its bottom line too. And then uh, in the resources space, Sierra and Chalice under pressure. And let's have a look at the small caps and see what was going on there. High field resources up almost 13%, Xanadu Mines almost up 12%, and down at the bottom, Pan Continental Energy up almost 7%. And let's have a look at some of the small cap laggards. Amira International of 14, Theta Gold Mines, uh, never heard of that, down 14%. (laughs) Uh, And what else have we got? Brain Chip obviously in there, and Next Science down 12%. Okay, let's check in and see what is happening overnight. Well, Jay Powell, speaking of course, is going to be the key. We were discussing that earlier. You've also got the initial jobless claims data, so another sort of guess, I guess, not guess, another pulse check on the um, overall economy. And then some big numbers coming through as well, Wind Resorts, Novavax and Oatly. Okay, there we go. And let's have a look at the day ahead tomorrow, because of course it is a happy Friday. So that statement, RBA statement on monetary policy, I'm sure that will be heavily scrutinised by all the economists. Also New Zealand manufacturing PMIs for October and into the afternoon when the UK opens, UK industrial production for September and the UK trade balance for September and the US Michigan University of Michigan consumer sentiment the initial one for November which will be interesting to see to say the least all right and of course we do have a big event coming through too we'll just get to that before we ad-lib the markets before the end of the show but registrations now open for our next virtual investor event small caps big ideas back for 2023 it will be bigger better and faster Absolutely. And if you weren't a subscriber in previous years, we bring together 10 of Australia's leading small cap fund managers to each present one high conviction idea. And this year we're throwing in a fast and furious special edition of the call featuring microcaps chosen by you. You can register to watch live or on demand at osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. That is osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. And the ASX 200, Danny, I think did close above 7,000. Yeah, it it did. um, Almost 20 points. Points, 19 spot, 5 points, or 0.28%, 7,014 spot, 9.0. And we might see if we can grab the CBO 200, which is probably unchanged. Mm. But nevertheless, quick look at the odds. There we go. CBO up three or almost four tenths of a percent, 5 points. Aussie dollar, a little bit firmer, up 0.2% at 64 spot, 1.4. And a quick check to see what the futures are doing for any of you that are uh, getting getting interested in what is happening potentially in the US tonight. And we have a bit of a mixed picture with the Dow uh, in positive territory, uh, but NASDAQ, S&P indicating slightly down and the Russell Mini slightly up. Well, Jules, there we go. Thursday done and dusted. Absolutely. Back for Friday. Absolutely. So check out all those great chats and interviews. Did you have some good interviews today? I did. I had some really good interviews. It's hard to put your mind back. <laughs> Which ones were they? 
But um, yeah, that's putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> no, David Franklin, I really liked. He had some really interesting small lithium players that he was looking Ooh. at. You know, as your minerals, is it going to be the next lo- walking down Lion Town Lane? Um, I and like that. yeah, that was actually the Motley. Motley I want to say Motley Crew. Motley, Motley Fool. Fool. Um, and then I really liked my the big picture chat today as yeah. well with um, Deutsche Bank Phil O'Donoghue. We just talked many, many things. You can catch that online as well. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that is it for us today. But uh, have a great night and we'll be back bright and early on the Happy Friday tomorrow, <laughs> 9.30. See you then. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.